So back in 2009, our uh, sponsorship of the Cervelo test team, at that time, rain clothing was terrible. Cycling clothing in general, there wasn't so much uh, thinking about the uh, aero. It was very traditional. I remember it was uh, plastic rain jackets being tents. Uh, you had uh, the neon rain jackets, uh, but they were all they were all really big rain jackets. There wasn't much uh, thinking about uh, the aero or uh, even comfort. Hello folks and welcome back to the Castelli podcast, the show where we delve into the world of Castelli and uncover the stories from the people behind the brand and the iconic product innovations. We'll explore what inspires us to create the most performance-driven and comfortable cycling clothing, all aimed at helping cyclists around the world go further in greater comfort. I'm your host, Søren Jensen, Castelli Marketing Manager, and on today's show, we'll delve into the history of one of the most iconic Castelli products, the Gapa Jacket. We will delve into how everything started, where the Gapa name originated, its ongoing technical evolution, and more, together with Castelli's brand manager Steve Smith, Andrea Perron from our race division, and of course, the heart and soul behind the Gapa product idea, the Norwegian and former pro Gabriel Rush. Last but not least, don't miss out on the GABA Hours 2 jacket giveaway on our Instagram and Facebook page. Check out our pinned GABA post and leave your favorite GABA moment or story from this podcast episode in the comments. We have four GABAs up for grabs, so head over to Castelli Cycling on Instagram and Facebook. Now let's embark on a journey together through the 14-year history of Gabba Jacket as we strive for continuous innovation, refinement and development of this remarkable garment. Here's the story of how a product initially designed for professional cyclists quickly found its way into the amateur ranks. I remember really well, it was Kern, Russell Kern. It was three, four degrees. We had tailwind out to Kern and headwind back and it's the coldest day I had on my bike ever. I think it was like 15 guys finishing the race. Maximum there was uh, bike riders in you know normal route buses and there was bike riders in cars everywhere and just trying to survive really. Uh, yeah and if I remember correct, we had uh, three or four guys in the, in the first ten, and all with the uh, Gaba jackets. Born from the demands of pro cyclists, the Gaba quickly became an essential component of every serious cyclist clothing arsenal for racing and training. On its initial commercial release in 2011, the GABA slotted quietly into Castelli's existing product line, together with its long-sleeve counterpart, drawing little attention from the general public and going largely unnoticed. However, something in the pro peloton was beginning to stir in early 2010. Word had quickly spread about an unknown, windproof and water-repellent aero-looking jersey being worn by the Cervelo test team. 
Riders from rival teams were eager to get their hands on these mysterious GAPA garments, and at Castelli, we were overwhelmed with requests from them. Wet and cold conditions over the following few classic seasons led to the increasing presence of blacked-out GABAs across the start lines, often bought out of riders' own pockets or acquired illicitly to replace existing sponsor garments. The underground GABA revolution was gaining momentum. And after the 2013 Milano Sanremo, where biting cold snow blizzards and freezing conditions led to the majority of the riders opting for GABAs, the GABA enduring tagline foul weather race equipment was born. Steve and Gabriel, thanks for joining me on the show. Let's dive straight into how everything started back in 2009. And Steve, why don't you start and tell us about the initial idea? We organized a focus group during the Brixia Tour in August. Uh, we had, oddly enough, at that race, all eight guys at the race were from cold and wet countries. So there was Gabriel Rosh and Tor Hushovt from Norway. We had Jeremy Hunt and, and Phil Damien. We got these guys around uh, after the stage and we talked about their cold and wet clothing. And we spent the first, first 45 minutes talking about a rain jacket they had at the time. So when um, Steam came to Brixeltur, I had uh, rain west from Credit uh, Aircall. And then he goes up to his room and he comes back with this green uh, waterproof vest. Green because it was left over from uh, when he rode for Credit Agricole. I remember I had this rain jacket that I had stitched together with pins and uh, kind of making, uh, making my old prototype, my old version. And it was made with this thick, plasticky type of fabric. It was cut kind of like a, like a football. It was nothing fancy. Um, I'm not sure if you would see any pro rider riding with that anymore. He had actually taken a marker and blacked out the Credit Agricole label. And he said, yeah, when it's raining and not so cold, I just use this. And I looked at it. Oh, I'm sorry. I had this vest with me and I like, showed steam. Look, this is, this is aero but I can't breathe. It's too tight, uh, but it's aero, so. You know, you explain that it's better to, to just keep your core body warm. You're gonna be wet anyway because you're working hard, you're racing, you're, you know, whether you're sweating from the inside or a little bit of moisture is coming up from the outside. That's not the important thing. The important thing is to keep warm enough, but yet still be able to race. That was the initial idea. And a GAPA seed was planted. We did the, the internal development. We finally thought we had something as close to, to what uh, what Gabriel wanted. And uh, we made up nine or 10 samples for the team that was doing the classics. So here we are, end of February, 2010. So less than six months after Gabriel's rough idea, I remember Steve and I jumped on a plane to Belgium carrying the first GAPA prototypes, which had only been put to test internally at that stage. But we knew that we were onto something groundbreaking, a game changer that would revolutionize how pro cyclists dress for wet and cold conditions. Gabriel, do you still remember your first impression or thoughts from that moment when Steve and I, we met all of you and at the team hotel, and when you tried on the first GABA prototype? It was like, wow, this is something really special. It was like going from 36 spoke wheels to uh, to high carbon rims, you know, on the bike. And the others were still riding with the 36 spoke wheels. It was like riding in a, on the summer day, but it, it, 
feeling on the bike was the same. It wasn't like it had a lot of extra resistance and you could feel the uh, advantage directly. Yeah, and then the feedback completely exceeded our expectations. I especially remember Heinrich Hausler saying something like, let's hope it rains on the way to Ghent tomorrow because we're going to go on the front and drill it. You know, the biggest advantage because if guys have got their rain jackets on or flapping around, and hey, just save so much power and energy when you... The best credit kit I've ever worn. I'm pretty sure they're all going to make it for, they're all going to copy it. Here's the riders hoping it rains so that they have a huge advantage over everybody else with this jacket on. What really surprised me is we give each rider the jacket and they immediately, they take it out and they put it on and you see these guys like, oh, this is cool. I've never before or never since seen riders respond in this way to a, to a new garment. Gabriel, it was also the first racing debut of the GABA during the weekend of Omlop Head Newsblatt and Kuen Brussel Kuen. What was the reaction of the other teams and riders when you guys showed up at the start line wearing this short-sleeved aero-fitting jacket while everyone else were standing in their bulky ring capes? Uh, everybody was looking at us, uh, you know, nobody said anything, but uh, they were all looking at us, thinking, what is this? And the prototypes were completely black with small white heat transfer sponsor logos, tight-fitting, aerodynamic, warm and fully protected from whatever Mother Nature would throw at the riders. All the other riders immediately, I mean, even other teams, recognized that that was a jacket that was changing the game. All of a sudden, you had to have that jacket if you want to compete in cold or wet. Steve, let me stop you for a second. Uh, let's explain first to our listeners why the jacket is named GABA. Based on the success of those first races, the team was enthusiastic, so we made other bats for the rest of the team. So uh, San Remo, so what is this? Three weeks after after the debut, walk into the hotel, carry this big box, and like three guys from the team kind of jump on. Is that the Gamba jacket? So the team started calling it the Gamba jacket internally. At that point, only nine or ten guys had the jacket of the team. Everybody else knew about it, and so they were anxious to get their get their hands on it. So this is this is the start of the Gamba name coming onto it. Because Gabriel's nickname on the team was Gabba, but weren't your teammates calling it the Rush jacket at first? So when Castellan gave us the prototypes in Belgium, all the riders start asking in the race radio, no? Can I, uh, can I get my Rush jacket? Can I get my Rush jacket? Every time somebody was calling for this jacket, the DS was finding my race jacket because of my name, Rush. So um, we thought, okay, we can't, we can't call it the Rush jacket. So that's why it's called the Gamba jackets. Yeah, so the mechanic would always pull out your jacket from the race rain back. I assume you got asked a lot by riders from other teams if you can get them a Gamba. There was a lot of riders asking me about this jacket uh, the first two, three years, if uh, I could get them a jacket without any logos. and. Yeah, I remember receiving messages from you asking if you could help this or that ride out. When was the first GAPA introduced to the public and other teams? The first time that these jackets were actually available to be purchased was in winter 2011. And uh, yeah, that, that first season, we actually have it written down in an old catalog. We sold 268 GAPA jackets in the entire world. So I felt quite proud of myself to see only a pros will buy them because between Winter 2011, summer 2012, through that period in the whole world, we sold about a thousand jackets. The day that kind of everything changed, Milan San Remo 2013, this is the day that it snowed on San Remo, it rained the entire time. 
and half the peloton is in gamma jackets where they've taken a marker and, and canceled out the logos but it's fantastic times for us really there was only about a thousand jackets out in the marketplace of which probably 150 at least are are the pros with half of the peloton wearing gabas and the word spread quickly to amateur ranks the GABA burst into the global spotlight. It was also the first time other brands began producing their own versions of the GABA. What were your initial thoughts or reactions? It was always surprising, sometimes even infuriating that to see other brands just do the exact copy. It's like they can't really, they can't come up with anything original. But then we also, internally, we, we came out with an update to the original GABA. We did GABA 2, GABA 3, and uh, each time we sat down to improve the GABA, we ended up really just I mean, doing minor little differences to it, changing the logos on the chest, changing the drain holes in the pocket. And even we had troubles really improving on the original uh, until the GABA 4. Andrea Peron, welcome to the show. I remember you as the person responsible for collecting the riders' feedback and overseeing the testing of new and higher performing membrane fabrics. Could you tell us more about that? We asked our uh, providers how can we improve the Gamba from the previous version. The overall request was to having um, a more uh, water-resistant product, uh, keeping the same breathability. So we conducted uh, lots of uh, blind testing uh, over uh, one year of uh, timing uh, in any kind of weather condition. And uh, eventually the winning choice for the fabric came up to be the Gore-Tex Infinium Windstopper. Steve, in addition to collaborating with our partner at Gore to enhance the performance aspects of the Gore-Tex Infinium fabric, making it more stretchy, windproof and water repellent. What other updates were incorporated into the product development? So with GABA 4 though, is when we really sat down and said, look, what, what, is, what can we really be improved about the GABA? Uh, the first thing we came up with was significantly improving the water uh, repellency. You know, we felt that we can get something that's almost waterproof that can really keep you dry in quite nasty conditions. So we worked in Gore, on updating the fabrics, trying to get to something that was, you know, you could really race in hard rain all day long and stay comfortably dry on the inside. At least from water coming from the outside, you're still sweating from the inside, of course. And then we also worked on, and we actually gave it for the first time, the seam sealing over the shoulders. We actually moved it to, to a sort of a body mapping where the front-facing fabrics are a little bit warmer and back-facing fabrics are a little bit lighter. We moved it to bigger pockets so that you can go in with, uh, with a gloved hand and then Gaba Jacket was also expanded into the Perfetto family. So within that, uh, we also worked on the little details across the family from the vest to the long sleeve to a convertible jacket where you really have a short sleeve Gaba with a zipper where you can add it on the skis and turn it into a, a full-on rain jacket. And the latest fifth-generation Gaba AOS 2 was introduced to the market about a year ago, maintaining the breathability and wind protection that have always made the Gaba so good. It uses two separate Castelli exclusive Gore-Tex Infinium windstopper fabrics, warmer and 100% windproof over the front, shoulders and sleeves, along with a lighter, more breathable and stretchier fabric on the back that is sufficiently protective against the water that hits your back. 
It features the world-famous YKK whistling zipper with both top and bottom openings for more adjustable ventilation. And the seams at the top of the shoulders have been moved from the shoulders to the back, which also enhance impermeability. And the three rear pockets to hold more gear and keep everything in place. And listen up, this is also the GABA you could win if you leave your comment on the pinned Instagram or Facebook GABA post. Again, we have four GABAs up for grabs. And the deadline of the contest is October 31st. Steve, before we wrap up this episode, how would you describe the whole GABA product development process? I think the GABA, it exemplifies what we try to do in Castelli, because Castelli is made as a as a performance brand. Uh, we want to focus on finding innovative ways to, to make cycling more fun and especially faster. And you know, this is a case of we had a rider with a, a key insight that led to a product that met the needs of the riders, of the pro riders, but here's loaned into to so many cyclists that, you know, continue to hear this is the most amazing product I've ever used. It's what we try to do every day is like to try to find those insights for the pro riders, but also for all cyclists of, of ideas of how we can make even brand new types of garments that have never existed before that can change the way you ride. Over the years, we have collected a big archive of GABA photos, video clips, and interviews. Here's a small selection of interesting comments from pro riders when we asked them about their favorite cycling garment or had them put a few words on the GABA. You know, it's the jealousy of the whole peloton. Like every t- every other team wants to have it. I in the spring, it's most of the time in Europe, it's really cold, so it's a big advantage to uh, to wear a GABA jacket. You stay warm in the final one. That's uh, and that's the big take for for racing in the point. Well, I mean, I think it's I think it's kind of unanimous in the team that our favorite product is the Gabba jersey. But well, we had the Gabba jersey, and uh, it's the best piece of rain equipment that we own. And actually, you'll see a lot of other riders in the pro peloton wearing it, an unmarked version that they black out themselves because uh, came to one of the early season races back in the day. One of the classics we were sponsored by uh, Sky and. And waiting on the bus for us on each of our seats as we walked in was one of these plain black, unbranded Castelli Gabbers. We raced in these plain black items of clothing. Lovely and warm, despite the horrific conditions. Lovely and warm, but boy, was he in some trouble. Yeah, my favorite Castelli product would be the Gabba. And yeah, of course, it's Gabba. Maybe the Gaba. Yeah, the Gaba jacket, no. Yeah, no jacket. The Gaba jacket. Okay, Gaba jacket. Yeah. I'm really glad. Finally, I'm able to use it officially. I'm pretty sure they're all going to make it for, they're all going to copy it. The best credit kit I've ever worn. Thanks to Gabriel, Steve and Andrea for taking us behind the scenes and sharing their Gaba stories, insights and experience. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to subscribe, give us a 5-star rating to help us be seen by other cyclists in the algorithm. And if you have a Castelli product-related question or topic you would like us to take up on a future episode, shoot us a line at podcast at castellicycling.com or hit us up on socials. Thanks again for tuning in and ride safe.